Hi everyone, welcome into Primetime TV. I'm your host, Barbara Marville Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today. My husband isn't joining me today, but I have to tell you, I have someone that can step right in and fulfill his shows very, very nicely, Mr. Rob Imperato, empowering life coach. It's been a good little while since I interviewed you on one of the Chamber shows, so welcome back. Thank you, Barbara. Nice to see you again. Rob. What is going on in the world today? I tell you, Rob has written the book called The Digital Age, and you can get this on Amazon. I highly recommend this because if you are as frustrated as I am and so many other people, parents, grandparents, on what is happening to our generations today, you really need to stay close to your TV screen and really pick up some of the points. I'm going to turn pretty much the whole show over to Rob. Because there's, I've learned so much from this book because I have been wanting answers. And that's why I brought you in today and thank you for joining us. Um, because you have a lot of answers in here. A lot of things that we as parents and baby boomers, generations have a lot to do with this whole picture. Do they not? Yes. So you're known as a multi-generational empowering coach. Tell us why you went with that coin phrase. Well, I originally started out just trying to help people that feel stuck in life or, you know, have been through a life-changing transition until I started to realize and meet a lot of parents that were struggling. And by struggling, I mean they're feeling bad about themselves because of their kids' failures or their kids' sadness or not being happy. And I realized that that was a focus of mine because I didn't realize what was creating such a great pain mm -hmm. for both mm -hmm. and multi-generational as I started to work with the kids and I realized as, as I worked with the children and I was making some strides with them to get them to believe in themselves having the parents come on board because that's the second half of it so of having the, the combination of working with both parents and children is where there's more success there's more follow-through creating the greater awareness and we can talk about what parents do right and wrong and for the most part I know we have some great parents out there that are really trying their best with all great intention, but we're, we're living in some challenging times. And the parenting rules and regulations, the game plan has changed, especially from like myself or yourself when we were children. So how, how has that changed to affect us? You're a grandparent. Yes, I am. I'm a grandparent, so we're really kind of in the same boat. Um, with all these different generations, and, and what, can, what can we impart today? What, what gets us started to, to really trigger some things so that we can help ourselves, help our family, really educate our viewers out there today? I think it's the awareness of what, what's happening. There's so much stress and overwhelm with these young adults, so much information coming in that uh, you know, processing it is, although their minds are sharp, and if you ever speak to a three or four year old, like my granddaughter, Ashley, hi Ashley, the, the amount of conversation they can have at such a young age is amazing compared to, you know, when my children were younger, which is maybe 30 some odd years ago, and how they can process this and how they connect the conversations. That's all through the learning curve, I guess, through the, you know, the, the process nowadays. And the process, the digital age. The digital age. The digital age. So we have... <laughs> We have our challenges with that. Here's the book, The Digital Age. Thanks, guys. The Real Challenges and Effects on Children and Parents. Um, I have really tried to 
even though I resist and resist the digital age, we have no choice today but to jump on board, right? Yes. To the best of our abilities. I mean, I, I knew nothing about computers growing up. It was an old-fashioned typewriter and all that. I find it fascinating with the digital age, but almost to a fault because of, I don't even know where to go with it. I, there's, I'm in overwhelm mm -hmm. with what is happening with the generations today, and how do we find that balance, that alignment, so that, yes, I let my grandson FaceTime me this morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. I was so tickled with that. Mm -hmm. And he is limited on his devices mm -hmm. and everything. He's four. Yes. He can teach all us adults a thing or three. But where do we begin to understand what's going on? Well, that's part of the great part of the digital age. I'm able to communicate with my children, granddaughter, uh, as you can with your grandson yes. and them not be here. Yes. What's happening is the overuse, the overextension. And it's not just about communication. It's the online games that take hours. I mean, I had one young adult that after talking to his mom and dad and meeting with them, we came to the conclusion, and him being honest, he was spending 40 hours a week on these games. Really? 40 hours. He was 11 years old. Why do you think that is? It becomes intriguing. It replaces the social aspect of his life. It's a challenge. He's getting to meet people. He's, it's a social function, even okay. though it's not in person. And the biggest drawback is that they're doing it after the parents go to sleep. So their lack of sleep is adding to that incredible oh. stress and anxiety. Amount of stress, right? Yes. Exactly. So you're having a hard time functioning the next day, studies, yep. homework. Homework. Where do, they get, where do they get the time to do their homework at that age? If they're doing games. That's a great question. I'm, and I'm working on something. This is not about me. We're, we're putting something together. I'm doing time management. I do time management with the kids when I do the program. But we're really, really helping them write their own schedules each week. Now, it's, I'm working with a partner of mine. We're having them write their own schedules each week. The parents have to sign off. And in that, in that scheduling is when they do their homework, when it's you know, family time, and when they earn their time which would allow them then to go on and play the games or whatever they want to do. Positive reinforcement. Yes. That's, a, and that's, they're, they're that's old stuff. That's right. old school, right? right? But bringing it back. Yes, yes. So we're getting back to more basics in order yeah. to help us align ourselves with the digital age. Yes. When we were talking earlier on, we were talking about what parents and grandparents can do <laughs> and um, understanding our roles. Yeah, that, you know, as a parent, we want to protect our children. Of course. Uh, we want to give them love, basic, and we want them to be happy. There's where the confusion, I believe, now is happening more than ever. It's whose role is it for them to be happy? And, you know, as an adult, and I can say, we have to be happy from the in to the out. But as a parent, we want those children to be happy. So when we give them something good or we do something good for them, they're happy. We feel happy, we're successful. I think there's a bit of a confusion mm -hmm. on who really can make them happy. And parents who love their children, I know I certainly did. I did my share of overbuying. <laughs> so I'm not standing up here saying I was a perfect parent. I learned from that. Oh, yes. And I'm sharing what I've learned from. I'm still learning yes. as a parent, uh, you know, and uh, not wanting to overstep my, my, my bound, <laughs> my boundaries, I should say, but I'm still being open with my family. Mm. And I think a lot out there today that you're right. We, we want our children to be happy. However, I think 
the give give it, the balance comes i think from that inner happiness too yes and how they can develop that inner satisfaction for who they are yes and when they focus on this all the time yeah. and they hide behind this uh it, it it can be really yeah it can be overwhelming you're also a coach that helps in bullying, and that's I think what we have. We uh, zoomed you in on one of our shows when you were back yes, up north. Yes, we did. Yes, and we're going to schedule you again for that. Um, that in itself is horrendous. More now, would you say, than ever before? Bullying when I was a child, and I was somewhat bullied until about the age of eleven or twelve. That, that I remember that I started to retaliate. But when you go home after school, you were safe. And if you went home for the weekend, you were safe for a whole weekend until you had to return to school. I mean, it was still scary, but you were safe for that short amount of time. With uh, cyberbullying or online, there was no safe. And by that, I mean it's 24 by 7. And even if you're not witness to something coming up to the child, them thinking about it or worrying about something being said is always on their mind. It's, it's omnipresent. there. Right. And they're, all, and they're probably questioning themselves. Become, am I really? Am I? Am I really what they're saying? Bobby hit the nail on the head with that one. It is more of who I hear I am than who I know I am. Exactly. And when you ask me what I'm trying to do, it's to reverse that. Ex oh, that's. You hear it all the time. Yes. And the suicides from that. I hate to bring up such a negative, but I, I, you know, I'm so passionate about using our studio, our shows, to raise some kind of awareness so that our viewers will will hear something that I wish I would have heard mm -hmm. years ago when I was tapping into the, my brain cells trying to go, why? Why are these things happening? What can we do as light workers, as life coaches, to raise the awareness, of, even if it's just one point that mm -hmm. we bring out today? And uh, that's what we were talking about in, in creating balance and um, Parents not 100% sure what their role is. We're not born with a manual or a how-to guide on how to parent. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, when I was pregnant, I, as I told you, I read a lot of books. I watched a lot of talk shows. I prayed a lot while I was pregnant, hoping and praying that I, you know, I was able to do the right thing. We all sure. make mistakes. There's, you know, and when you look back, um, and when your when your child brings forward. Things that you have done in a positive way, like we were talking about, yeah. we, we don't think they're hearing us, but they really are. Because I know we, we both had the, the compliments with our kids, and we go, wow, you, you noticed that? Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So the one big thing that we talked about, too, is setting an example. Setting an example for your children. Yeah. Yes. It's... There's like two questions in there, if I may. One is, um, how do you want your children to be? How do you want, wish for them to be? And how do you wish for yourself to appear to your children? Often or not, and I'm as guilty as anybody, after working maybe 12, 14 hours a day, I'd come home, I'd be exhausted. Sure. My children weren't getting the best of me. Sure, they I understand. They were getting a completely exhausted, frustrated individual that needed a little downtime sure. for themselves. But through that, how unfair that was. I was giving my all outside, yes. earning a living, and, yes. you know, till I'm coming home and then realizing that they were seeing not the best of me, maybe the moods, you know, that, or taking it, I don't want to be bothered with them. 
and not necessarily that dad was tired. That was their perception. Yes. Yes. And so they bring that forward. Role modeling, if I can get one thing out to parents, the greatest thing I can get out to parents is that you are the greatest role model they have. Mm -hmm. And how do you really wish to appear to them? If you're angry and you're frustrated, you're depressed, if that's what they're going to be. Exactly. Learn. Hold that thought. We're going to take a brief little time out. When we come back, we're going to have Rob for the whole hour. So we'll be right back after this. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back into Primetime TV. I'm Barbara Marville Kelly, and with me is Rob Imperato. I could sit and talk to this gentleman for hours and hours on end. And I just, I love hooking up with you because you are working with the generation that needs it probably the most, would you say, compared to the good old days when we were raising our kids, but it's on a different level? More intense. More intense. Much, much more intense yes. for them. Yes, yes. For kids to be so stressed out and so much in overwhelm at such a young age, do you think that might be why they just kind of want to hide in this? It's easier. There's less judgment. And when you don't have the social skills because you're not out there as much, you're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. So the one-on-ones are very challenging for many of them. And they, they don't want to open up because they feel like they're being judged and they're not saying the right thing. But perception, we talk about this all, perception is everything. Whether you're face-to-face -face with someone, and it's all in how you say, you can say the same thing, right? Yes. A couple of different ways. Yes. And how that other person is going to perceive it, mm -hmm. doesn't that make all the difference in the world? Yeah, I love the saying that uh, I constantly use, you're responsible for what you say and how you say it. And yeah. using that tone, you know, yes. the, uh, the yes. inflection yes. has a different thing. And that's where parents can, you know, do things a little differently. They can, rather than challenge, ask the positive questions, reinforce the questions. So, gi so give, us a, give us an example for that. Uh, you have a test coming up. Right. And how, how are you going to do on a test? How much prep time do you do? Yeah. Not just did you study, but how well do you want to do? You put it into their court. Would you, if, what would it take? If you want to get a 95, what's it going to take? Well, I have to study for three evenings, an hour and evening. Okay, let's, let's book that in. Mm -hmm. Like a little goal setting. So you're basically... Uh, setting it up with the parents and I mean that's about the only I mean really is to get the whole team yes. the parental child team together and making everyone accountable yes and we spoke earlier about parents how they gauge themselves as a good parent is how they move forward and when you feel that you're a failure it affects you and you start trying to do more of the maybe enabling Mm. processes than you want to do because you're right. really trying to make them feel good and you're trying to make yourself feel good at the same time right well you know rob asked me during the break how think about how did you feel that you were a good parent and i had to really think about how i did feel as i was raising my children and at the time i was hoping and praying that all my research during my nine months of pregnancy was going to work and um i don't regret if I had to do it over again I might do things better I was home with my kids for the formative years as they say mm -hmm. uh, has is there new research on that should uh, you know parents be doing something different when it comes to rather than putting their kids in daycare right away and I know that that's a necessity a lot yes two work two uh, parents that are working in the family mm -hmm. many of the children go into that in a year, year and a half years of age, and mm -hmm. you're spending more time with that than the family members. There's a lot of things that add to it. So many different variables on yes. so many different levels. Um, <clears throat> but talking about, um, excuse me, the, uh, the, the role model and what we want our children to see, and in our coaching with my husband and I, that's one of the first things we say yeah. is, the best thing we can do for our children, and I believe that to this day, is setting the example. Be the example. If you want them to be a stand-up citizen, be a stand-up citizen, right? right? If you donate your time, 
they'll learn to donate. You know, if you're stressed, yes. they're going to be stressed. Yes, yes. And it's not necessary. Kids shouldn't have to feel that. We know that what happened last week, it was such a tragedy and the shooting and everything. Um, that's one of the reasons why I had Rob come in today to talk about some of the more positive things that we can do to help. We don't have all the answers, but like I said earlier, if we have just one point, one thing that we can glean from the show today, um, this book you absolutely, we're not trying to sell a whole lot of these books, but what I really want to convince you on is the content in this book is from this man's heart to your heart. And you will go, you will go through each chapter and you will get something from every single chapter. He has the acronyms that you've done. I, I put, I, I could have been still putting index cards through the book of points that I wanted to bring up today because every single chapter is so effective. It's a quick read, but it's an effective read, and you'll just do what I did, going back and forth. For example, <clears throat> parenting and the digital age. Does that hit a hot button with you? It does with me. And I have my own frustrations with the digital age, which drew me to my own conclusions. Now, part of that I'm a baby boomer. I try to give myself a pass off with that. But just trying to learn the whole digital age and everything, and the younger generations are coming up, learning that at a quicker pace, obviously, because they have it in school and all yeah. that. But that also adds to their stress level, doesn't it? It's for, uh, forever changing, quickly. Yes, what, daily I hear. Well, I learned a couple, of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks ago, let's say things changed, or a few years ago when I first started getting to the computers. Just to keep up for yes. someone like myself, uh, is very difficult. So it is. It is. And how to communicate with people, whether you yeah. email them, whether you text them, whether you do an old fashioned phone call, which I love to do still. Um, but there's, a, there's so many different points that. Um, and Barbara, just think about how many people are talking on the phone with one person and texting at with the another. What kind of focus is that? Yeah. Oh, you know what my grandson said to me yesterday? I forget what I was saying to him, but he goes, Mimi. I have to focus on what I'm doing right now. <laughs> now, mind you, I said that to him about a few minutes just prior to that because right. I was trying to get his attention about something. And I said, can you just, can you focus here for a minute? Mm -hmm. So I got that back from you. And you were saying about connecting conversations. Yes. Within 10 minutes, he was giving that right back to me. Yes. So they are hearing you. And picking up and... The good and bad, they're picking everything up. They're just absorbing it like sponges. And yes. I haven't, didn't create that saying, but it's certainly true. Yes. They absorb yes. everything. They do, especially when they're so young like that. The first mm. five years, I mean, whew, yeah. it, 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 it's crazy. Um, I have a good one here. Empathy versus sympathy. Let's talk about that. I, I love that point. And when I do the, the work, uh, life management skills program with the young adults and I do that with the ones that are entering into middle school one of the roughest times in their life and I put up all three but I don't put the definitions what's the difference between sympathy empathy and apathy most of them right away understand sympathy sure empathy they're not sure and apathy they're not sure so when I explain to them that sympathy is feeling sorry for some empathy is putting yourself in their place and apathy is just not caring and I've told them, I said, what really concerns me the most, it's not just people that don't care about what's happening around them, it's the people that don't care about themselves. 
Mm. So that's uh, so to give them a little idea of what what can can go on in their lives to relate to that. And it's good for them to understand that because maybe it opens up conversation it does. that needs to open up. And the awareness, it yes. does. Yes. Sometimes I think, I think we're all maybe um, responsible for caring for others more than we do ourselves. I have a lot of people telling me I care more for my doggies <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> and that could very well be true. <laughs> now this is really going to open up a, a big conversation, and feel free to take it wherever you sure. want to go. Do we have an angry culture? We do. Uh, we're in a, for me, from what I see there, you know, when we talk about the road rage is a perfect example. And it's been around forever, but it's of intensified. Of course. There's more people on the road. There's more driving and it's more acceptable to get mad. You can, you can really get mad at someone that you don't even know and take it personally. Now you think about if you're driving with your two children in the backseat mm -hmm. and you're going through this whole rhetoric of all the words and name calling or the gestures and all that, what are they picking up? Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are so angry at this person that you can, you know, it sounds like you want to kill them or say something to that effect. And that really has an effect on these little kids. They grow up thinking, hmm, that's okay, because yeah. this is the greatest role model in my life. Yes. It must be okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's really difficult, is it becomes autopilot. You hear what's going on, uh, the violence and all this, and it's like, uh, just like a continuous, that's the way it is now. Accept it, and not that it is, but it becomes desensitized, and with all this tragedy that's going on in these schools, which it affects me the same thing, but it, it's happening so continuum that people just, you know, becomes news for a short time. Do they become numb to it? Are we getting numb? Desensitized maybe be better, you know, to explain it's, they, they don't, just won't be as affected. They it, know it's there until it happens them to close at home. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I'm not saying they don't care, but exactly. it happens so often you have that, we have a protective I system. I was going to say, it's almost like we just put this, yes. this block up. Yes. This block up. We've got a couple of minutes till our break. Our show's going by way too fast. But, um, and, and that is something that we can also talk about when we come back from the sure. break on some of the things that we can do for recognizing that in children. Because if we can nip that in the bud somehow, to help them overcome that yeah, because the stress leads up to that. And, and much of the bullying. And the, the bullying, exactly. And like you said, that's 24-7. Yep. So it's not like we're here judge, being judgmental on anyone or anything or anything like that. It's just the way things are today. What can each of us do? Um, as that saying goes, if you see something, say something. Well, we're here saying something to make a difference in hopes that you will uh, pull something from this to help yourself or someone else. That's why we're here. Yes. The platform right here at Tampa Bay Multimedia. And uh, we're going to have a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the little different things. And uh, you've got some great acronyms in here. One is called HELP. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it has a, I mean, a nice long paragraph for each letter, and I'm all about words and acronyms, so you did such a fabulous job. I could read this over and over and over, and I keep getting something every single time that I read it, and it's just been an answer to my own prayers and my own, what I've asked myself. And I'm going, good Lord, what can, what can we do here to make a difference. And there's so many of us workers around the world, there's all these different pockets of groups and organizations and 
just trying to make that difference. And I, I just really commend you on this book. How long has this been out? Uh, going to be three years. Three years? Yes. The Digital Age, you can get this on Amazon. I would highly recommend it. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. And if you want to call in, we'll have that call-in number for you as well. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. You can call us at 727-514-9978. certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen <laughs> 
He's always fired up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back into Prime Time. We were just having fun during our break with our producer, John Gaston, at uh, Tampa Bay Multimedia. We have uh, Rob Imperato, author of The Digital Age. This is not just a book. This is actually a manual, a Bible manual. If you want to live in this digital age and survive, you got to get this book, and you can get it on Amazon. Um, we're talking about the real challenges and effects on children and parents on a more serious note, which um, our children do deserve to be happy, but from the core, not the store. And I know, I think I know what you kind of mean by that. It's not doling out the material things and all these gadgets, mm -hmm. and they're out there, and they're changing all the time. Yes. And um, I think... I wonder, do you feel like the kids have a way to kind of manipulate or? Yes. <laughs> yes. And again, back to the parents wanting to be good parents and yeah. wanting to have their children have the best. Sure. And I certainly was there. You want them to have it. And that's an indication that you're a good parent, you're successful, that child's happy with this, with this thing. And they deserve that of to course. a degree. But when the dependency turns on that, yes. that's, that becomes the status rather than themselves. That's where they get hurt because yes. that's a short-lived. Short-lived. Yeah. It's temporary satisfaction. Yes. Instant gratification. gratification. Exactly. And without that, then there's sadness, frustration. So, so this is what I did. I'm going to give you this quick little thing that I did when my kids were growing sure. up and the diamondback bikes were in at the time mm. and the, um, the skateboards and, and the, what was it, Michael Jordan shoes, you know, the $90 shoes. This was way long time ago. And my children's biological father wanted to make them happy f with those things. And I go, not so fast. Could we just kind of rethink this? Maybe let them earn the Michael Jordan shoes. Maybe let them do some jobs around the house or bring home some great, great grades. Was that bribery? Mm. Was it? But it worked. Yeah. And if it held him in a place where his kids liked him, and admired him, then he was doing something good. Yes. But it's to the extent, if that's what the relationship, I'm not saying for your uh, children's father, but if the relationship is dependent on that. Yes. Quick story with a 13-year-old, really great kid. I was coaching him for a while. He came one day, and he was really, really upset. I mean, tear-wise. And mm. he was able to open up me and trust me. And I explained to him, yeah, I asked him what happened. And he explained to me, she won't buy me the new phone. This is about probably six or seven years ago, won't buy me the new phone. I need the new phone. He had a really nice phone. And, it was, and he told me, he said to me, Coach Rob, it's only $350. That's all I want this month. So I, I looked at oh him, dear. I said, wow. I said, well, what's wrong with your phone? He says, well, nothing. It's not that. What had happened is he had told all the kids in school oh. that he was getting this new phone. And what he felt, and this was sincere, this is what was bringing the tears. He was so hurt oh. that his mother wouldn't buy it for him that he said she really doesn't love me. Oh, that's all. Oh. The connection. And she was a wonderful mother. Of course. But she took that stance on this thing because he really didn't need it at the time. But he was devastated. Mm. Now, we can laugh that off, but he was literally devastated mm -hmm. because he didn't get that phone. And also. And what it represented. Exactly. The status and how is he going to appear with his peers. Yes. Uh, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's something to think about. Um, we were also talking about perception and um, the words respond versus react. 
And there is a difference. There is. The number one, they're spelt differently. But the big difference, Barb, the big difference between those, it's about 10 seconds. As a parent especially, and I know when you're in the throes of the emotional part of, of the young adults really doing something that shouldn't be done, if you really think about it for 10 seconds, 10 to 15 seconds, your response may be better rather than reacting. And that's what they may see a little differently, that behavior. Mm -hmm. Let me think about it. But mm -hmm. it is. It's Same thing included when you're out there driving and road rage hits. If you give yourself the 10 seconds, it'll be less. So yeah, they, I like that The old-fashioned count to 10. There's something yes. really to that. So, still to that, yes. Because I find that if, if you react, you're reacting right away. Right. Impulse. But if you give yourself just a, just a pause, then you're going to respond. And, and you hear us talk. If you've ever been watching our shows before, we talk about living from the heart. Yes. Do that little, quick little go to the heart and ask yourself, what is my best response in this situation? That becomes a habit after a while. Yes. Um, and so think about that. Are we responding or are we reacting? What is your perception? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Quick little snippets here and there that we can use on a daily basis. And that's not just dealing with our children or grandchildren. That's dealing with people yes. in general. In life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop just because we become adults. It becomes even more challenging sometimes. And that's why I'm so passionate about trying to get the word out um, to parents and grandparents to see how we can help them because I'm on my road right now. Oh. I have a little four-year-old and I, I look to the future on what, what, what is going to be happening. In the digital age, I know it changes on a regular basis. Just when I think I might have Facebook figured out or whatever, right? <laughs> then it's all changed. They laugh at me here, but it's okay. I'm just kind of like the joke, the joking <laughs> baby boomer here. But I do give it my all. I, mm. I mean, I, I know that I, I had to finally face that to become part of the times. And part of the times is genera generational. And the generation today... Um, I've interviewed on our chamber shoes some wonderful millennials. I've interviewed all age groups and all different walks of life. And they're, you know, for the most part, people are really good. Yeah. People are good. We're born good. We're, we're born into a true greatness. And then things happen along the way for whatever happens. Um, well, the one thing that I hear in this generation today is entitlement. What is this entitlement thing? Yeah, entitlement's a good word if you earn it. If you work a full week's salary, you're entitled to a salary. Yes. That's what your agreement is. I believe the word entitlement is very strong and it can be destructive if it's not earned. Because with, with entitlement, especially with the young adults, they want things but don't feel they have to earn them. And I don't mean that in a bad way because that's what, how quickly things are moving. When you talk about stress and when you talk about being happy, you're happy when you're fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And when you're fulfilled, it's because you achieved. Mm -hmm. So let's say when we were young adults, we wanted the bike and we went, told our parents we wanted it. There was the ways to earn it. That's, that was yes. so much more gratifying that yes. this is my bike. Mm -hmm. Not just as a birthday gift, but I earned it or I did something with these old Kool-Aid or iced tea on the corner as I did when I was a kid. But that was always a sense of fulfillment. That extra yes. dollar in my hand was something I earned. Yes. And for many, many of these young adults, and I, I'm saddened by this, it, it diminishes their ability to dream. 
see that the possibilities are out there because it's now an instant uh, gratification. Exactly, and that goes back to the core values, doesn't it? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah. What's important to us? It's what we do. Why we do what we do is based on our values. Exactly, and that's where we start with core values, so that we can sort of re-examine as parents and grandparents. You just you just tapped into an emotional heartstring for me. The Kool-Aid stands, the lemonade stands. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. The entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. At a young age. Yes. You see it all the time. Some of these young kids, they, they come up with these great ideas and end up making a fortune at a very young age because they, they did dream. Yeah. They dream. Yeah, I mean, think about a child going out on the street six, seven o'clock at night and selling Kool-Aid. You'd have to have an armed guard by some of the parents' thought because of the fear of what's out there. So it's a different world, it's so a, they don't yeah. have the opportunities yeah. we do. So it's, it's just crazy. What about, did you have a paper route? No, I didn't, but I did shoe shine. Oh, you did shoe I shine? I did shoe shine, yes. See that? <laughs> so it doesn't matter what, what you did, right? Mm -hmm. As long as you did it and you earned it. And you earned it. Yes. So, but this, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the stress that is leading our kids today, our generation today, to have that sense of entitlement. And how quickly things come. Yes. If you wanted to know something for school, how many of us had to go to the library? Unless you had an encyclopedia. I know. And they, what does, it, what yeah. does it take, 30 seconds to look up something now and then? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, I think that could Don't be worry, you know, I use it nowadays oh, myself. I, I do too. But I do too. there was that process of working for it. You know? Yes, yes, and earning it. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a different world today, but if we can adjust to the conditions and, and know that um, we're right there with you, okay? Because yep. I thought it was just me because I was behind in the times as a boomer and not growing up with computers, living by the old-fashioned library system with the library cards and the index cards mm -hmm. and the alpha, you know, all that, you know, paper stuff. And that's right. what we were all raised with. So now the kids that are coming in today, it is the digital age. But what happens is what's going on with this. It's almost like a spinning world that they can't, they just probably feel like they just feel like they need to, they want to get off. Yeah. They just want to jump off that spin and just relax. And they can't because everything is just pounding at them over and over. The old adage, um, <clears throat> excuse me, go to your room was punishment when I was a kid. Because mm -hmm. you went there and you did nothing. You didn't mm -hmm. have TV mm -hmm. or anything. If you tell a child to go to the room now, the whole world is there. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's different for them. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, people can say they're spoiled. I don't, I don't think so. I think they're not having the opportunity to really get that sense of fulfillment and accomplishment by doing what they do. Um, I had mentioned earlier about writing that schedule. How many parents are writing back? We've had over a dozen in the first week saying, wow, this is different there. They like it. They're, they're in more control. A lot of the children don't feel they're in control of their lives because everything is so quickly, especially after school programs, the sports and being riding around. How many kids have dinners in cars, in the backseat of the car? I mean, when I was yeah. researching for that book, I was driving around looking at McDonald's and the lines are wrapped around whether it's Wendy's, McDonald's, and how many were eating, going to something. I mean, doing something good, but it was that family, that slow down time, their time was right. so limited. That communication time to have a sit-down dinner with your family. Yes. It, it, Bonding. 
It is. It is that bonding. It mm -hmm. truly is. My goodness, we only have a, a minute remaining. But the, I hope this is really good. St we, yeah, I know. We we. We hope that this is really giving you something to think about and to know that you're not alone. Yes. Don't, I find that satisfying in itself when I talk to people like yourself or friends that we can all kind of resonate. And uh, we, we do our Women Unscripted show with the life coaches. And we all talk about that. So it's really up to our generation to keep our movement still in the present time. Right? I, I love the way you said that because it is up to us to share what was mm -hmm. and the, the, the better things of the past. Not living in the past, but share some of the, the basic right. real values that sometimes are missed. Yes, the core values, exactly. I was saying to Rob uh, earlier today when we had conversation, I'll never forget when I would pause to hear my mom's farm stories. <laughs> and to this day, I remember them. But stay with us. We'll be right back after this. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen I'm Jerry from Hot Locks Hair Salon. We are conveniently located at 13414 US Highway 19 in Hudson. I've been a local hairstylist in our community for the last 34 years, seven of which I was an educator. Our passion is the artistry of hair, and Hot Locks is here to help you achieve your perfect image. 
You can call us at 727-514-9978. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hmm. I think they were figuring that they would empower themselves. Welcome back, everyone, to Primetime. We were just talking about how uh, are you a parent that says no and means no, um, and how the kids would work you, whether you were the uh, giving parent or the, well, go ask your dad because, you know, and mm -hmm. passing it off or whatever. And I just said they... I would, when I said no, I meant no. And for good reasons, at least I believe they were, but they would still work me. They'd still bug me thinking that I was going to give in, and I never did. Mm. Never did. I believe that's an inborn in all of us that we know, and we know which parent we can kind of help the process along to get <laughs> what we want. We, yeah. we, do, we do know, and I watch it happen all the time. It's just a, a very innate process. <laughs> I guess so, it, and it is. It's, a, it's quite a learning experience, but I, I want to touch on one of the chapters here that really hit hard in a really positive way because I love words and I love acronyms because it's so much easier to relate to when you can kind of paint a picture. And uh, Rob has on page uh, 96 the chapter called Help. So, help. H for help. Help them validate, identify, and establish, and implement their personal values. Getting back to core values again, right? Yes. What is important to them and why? The most powerful process is to show examples of yours, which is what we were talking about. Children will eventually develop their own by learning from you and the importance of your values. Yes, that's that. We learn from our children, our parents' values, and then we redevelop them for ourselves. As exactly. we, we know, we don't live identical, but we start with those values and we structure them to, to work our lives. Right, and sometimes we, and what we're doing today is we're adjusting to the times. Yes. The digital age. So um, I love that. Empower, E for empower. Empower them by encouraging them to make well thought out decisions. Praise their accomplishments and identify their personal strengths, but praise them honestly about specific achievements, not praise them uh, lacking authenticity. That is a biggie right there because children will repeat the behavior that gains the most attention. Plant the seed attitude of belief. Discuss and acknowledge what they do well. Support their strengths, not their non-strengths. They need to hear over and over their own unique abilities. And in time, it will create awareness and attitude of belief resulting in positive choices. How would we support their non-strengths? Give us an example. Well, we, the, best, the best process is to look at what they do well and build on it. Mm -hmm. For many that have the artistic or musical for me, it's interpersonal, always working, connecting with people. And to really develop and tell them how well they do with this. Now let's work on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. You do this, wonderful. 
and you're giving them an explanation of what they're doing well. And one of the things that I was remiss in putting there, or really identifying stronger, is you praise the effort. Praise the effort. Mm -hmm. You know, this trophy for everybody is nice, but it's the effort that we really want to acknowledge. Uh, no doubt. No <clears throat> doubt. Um, so the other thing is that I wanted to mention that Rob actually has uh, workbook pages in his book to where he can uh, have you add in, fill in the blanks. What you feel you're doing well. Yes, uh, yes. What you feel you can yes. do a little differently. We have the help and the hinder one. The hinder is six letters, so it's a little more for us to work on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So we have three minutes remaining. Listen. I cannot emphasize this enough actively and deeply to hear beyond words without judgment. Yes. That's powerful. It really is. listen. Really, you can we can hear, but we really do need to listen because that's where we may be p picking up on maybe a little red flag here or there, right? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And P, parent with purpose from strength, passion, belief, and vision, not from guilt or fear. Implement your vision, not an expectation that you have for yourself as a parent and for your children as adults-to-be. That's powerful. They, from the moment they're born, they are adults-to-be. Yes. And a lot of parents, when we, we, they're our children, they're my children, but they are adults-to-be, and that prep is for them, for their long-term happiness is. in their and life. We spend so much time spending trying to figure out the right, the, the right program, the right this, yes. and the right that for our children so they do grow up to be stand-up citizens, full of love, full of their own happiness, not relying on stuff and others to make them happy, but to have your children grow up and be happy with who they are inside. And believe me, when you can accomplish that, that is quite an accomplishment. I asked you earlier on about, okay, what is our takeaway today? We have two minutes, and I'm turning it over to you, my friend, on time. Time. When I talk to parents and when I work with parents, the number one concern is time. And it's probably the greatest shortage we have. And I often ask the question, what are three words that are synonymous with money and time? And whether it's save, spend, or waste. Well, money you can get back, but time you can't. So I guess what I'm trying to say today is that as a parent, make the time for these children. They're, they're well worth it. And they, when they know that you don't have the time, they take it as that you don't have time for them. Make the time. Make those family things happen. And give yourself credit for everything that you do well, because it's easy to blame. And if your children are not happy, it's not necessarily your responsibility or your problem, but try to help them figure out what they can do to be happy based on what they do well on their skills. But praise yourself. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And in this last minute, my little thing is, I used to think that I had to do everything well to perfection. Yes. But I learned over time, my lesson in life was these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses, and those around me know not to put an electronic anything around me, okay? That's my weakness. I accept it. I work on it, 
and I and I give myself a, a range from a one to a ten on did I what did I learn on this today, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think give, giving yourself credit too yeah. is, is awesome. So if you want to get Rob's book, do so. It's the digital age. You can get it on Amazon.com. And I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know you're a you're a snowbird. You're getting ready to head back up north, but we're going to have you zoomed in on another show probably next month. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, Barbara. Thank and you. And thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions, you can get a hold of either of us. Take care. God bless. We'll see you next time.